It's a new era. The problem is that we are stuck in the old. You know, Bible said, he said, behold, I do a new thing. You know, the first thing that God did was that he told Abraham, he said, Abraham, go take your son, your only son, what? Isaac, and go and sacrifice it. That was the revelation. If Abraham had killed his son that time, he would have been correct. You see, but as he was going, a new revelation came. The revelation is that you are not supposed to kill your son again. There is a lamb that is prepared. So if Abraham had gone ahead to kill his son, saying that, oh, God spoke, you know, he would have, he would have, he would have been disobeying God. He would have killed his son in vain. So you don't need to hear from God. You don't need to have heard from God. You need to hear from God now. There is a now voice. And you must be conversant with the now voice. From Benin, I started speaking to you about the Eldad and the Meldad. Or Midad and Eldad, whatever. And I will tell you something about them today. Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. Um, read from verse 15. Let, let me show you something. From verse 15. Are you there? Or oh, 16. Is somebody there? No, go to 16. You put the wicked out in darkness, start great night. Wait, let me give my Bible. Gross. 16. From 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Um, then he said in 18, he said, Then Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren. Look at that. Too. He saw two brethren, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting, what were they doing? Casting a net into the sea, for they were, please, I want you to get that, for they were what? Where were they? They were fishers, and he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. That's where I want to start from today. He said, Follow me, for I will make you fishers of men. I, I, I want to um, do a little on, uh, explanation of this scripture, and I want you to follow me. Now, he, he was speaking to which people? Verse 18 called them what? Fishers. They are fishermen. So when he came to fishermen, and he was speaking to them, he said, I will make you what? Fishers of men. Let me explain it to you. If he had met Luke, Luke is what? What's the profession of Luke? A physician, a doctor. If he had met Luke, would he have called Luke a fisher of men? Would he have said, follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men? What would he have told Luke? Sorry? I will make you a healer of men or whatever. Do you get it? Jesus Christ identifying that they were... Now, follow me. There's, there's a very vital lesson you would learn today. Jesus Christ understanding that they were fishers, fishermen, invited them and told them that he wants to make them fishers of men. 
Jesus Christ would not have made Luke a fisher of men. Because he knows that Luke is not a fisherman. Are you with me? It would have been inappropriate grammatically and functionally to have told Luke that you will become a fisher of man. Grammatically, I mean, it would have been an error. Luke would have said, you know, what are you talking about? Please come this way. Both of you come this way so that I can be seeing you. Luke would have said, I don't get what you are talking about. Follow. Functionally, making Luke a fisher of man would have been an error because he does not understand fishing. Knowing that they were fishermen. He said, come, I will make you a fisher of men. What is the problem we are having with evangelism at this time, reaching out to people? We are trying to make everybody a fisherman. I'm not a fisherman. I can't be a fisher of man. I'm not. The problem we are having is that we are trying to make doctors fishers of men. Doctors can't be fishers of men. They don't know anything about fishing. The problem we are having is that we are, we are trying to make you fishermen. How many of you are fishers, are fishermen here? You're not. You don't know how to fish. So it's a problem. Evangelism is customized. The error we have always made as a church is that we are fishers of men. We are not fishers of men. Fishermen are fishers of men. Teachers are what? Teachers of men. Doctors are what? Healers of men. Whatever. Are you, are you getting it? Now, look at what Jesus Christ said. Listen, listen. I want to run through. I want to show you something very vital. Now, when Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ um, uh, was going, he said something important. He said, um, go ye into all the world and preach the good news. Now, the word world there is from the um, Hebrew word ethnos. And ethnos means, um, ethnos means different groupings of people. It, it's not talking about the world as you know. It, ethnos means um, different nations, or di- uh, sorry, the word nations rather, means um, like, you know, teachers. Teachers are a nation. A nation is a group of people that have a common language. They have, they have similar language. They have, they have similar characteristics. That's a nation. Praise the Lord. For you to qualify to be a nation, there must be similarity. The reason why people are questioning the uh, nationhood of Nigeria now is that there's so much disparity between the southern part and the northern part. So you begin to like, are we really a nation? Do you get what I'm talking about? So for a nation to exist, they must have a common language. They must have a common characteristic. They have a common way they do their things. So, doctors or those in the medical field, you can group them into one nation. Are you feeling me? Now, um, those in, please give me different uh, places, different things. Those in the teaching, we've said that. um, The lawyers are a nation. Teachers are a nation. Bankers are a nation. Now, if if you are a lawyer, a traditional lawyer, and you go and meet bankers and you are speaking law terms, would they understand? They won't understand what you are saying. Because you are, you are bringing a language that they don't understand. 
So if you want to reach to bankers, what you do is that you speak their language. Hallelujah. You identify with them. You speak their language. Apostle Paul said to the Jews, I became a Jew. Are you feeling me? You speak their language. You speak what they will understand. In that way, you can reach them. You don't go to lawyers and you are speaking fisherman language. They don't know what you are saying. You are talking nets, hooks, fish and all that. They don't get you. They don't feel you. So Jesus Christ said, we should go to all nations, all ethnos. So when we go to a grouping of people, the first thing we need to do is to speak their language. Praise God. So when I go to bankers, I dress up like them. Hallelujah. You know, I have my suits, you know, and all that, and I, I, I'm well dressed. Now, by the time I'm speaking to them, they feel me, they can relate with me. So, Jesus Christ told Peter, he said, I will make you fishers of men. So that you can reach to that nation. You are a fisherman, you, can, you, you are a fisher of men. You can, you can speak the language. But when you take that same language and you carry it, import it, and speak it to others, there's a problem. You won't reach them. They don't understand you. They don't hear what you're talking about. When Jesus Christ met the woman at the well, when he met the woman at the well, he did not talk about fish. Did you notice that? He didn't talk about fish. There was no need. When he met the woman at the well, he started speaking about water. That was our language. That was our language. He didn't talk about um, um, the kingdom of God is like a grain of wheat. And he didn't talk about that. He brought his, he came down and started speaking the language that she will feel. And you know, some of us have always felt that that, that scripture is about um, Jesus Christ. Just know, if you see the way Jesus Christ talked to the woman, you would know that he really came down and was speaking the language. When he got there. He now said, um, um, you know, hello, babe. <laughs> yeah. He said, um, give me water to drink. Praise the Lord. Can you give me a little, let me drink. You know, and all that. And the woman looked at her. Now, you know the kind of woman she is. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know the kind of woman she is. So, and Jesus Christ, listen, Jesus Christ was a very young man. This was a young man that was around 30 to 33. Sweet, clean shave. Very, <laughs> are you getting it? His hair was, he had used oil on his hair. You know, when Jesus, look at, when, when they anointed the hair of Jesus, did Jesus refuse it? So that means he used to anoint his hair. <laughs> He, was, he used to put oil on his hair. So when he, when he got there, I'm sure he changed his steps. And, you know, you know. <laughs> and he got there, was like, he was like, hello baby, what's up man? No, sup man. Now listen, oh, listen. Sup man. And the girl, the, the girl looked at her, looked at him and smiled. And Jesus Christ was like, please can I get, will you give me water to drink? You know, he changed his intonation at that time. Please, may I have some water? Now, you know, when the woman heard, give me water, 
You know what came to her mind? I don't have to tell you what came to her mind. You know what came to her mind. <laughs> Are you hearing me? She was like, give me. You know she had given to seven men before. Oh, did I just say something? <laughs> so, you know, when, when a man approaches her and says, give me, she does not hear the other. She hears, give me. It's give me, she used to hear. So, when she heard, give me water, the woman smiled. Praise the Lord. And a conversation ensued. Then Jesus looked at her and told her that, look, if you know the person talking to you, <laughs> he, said, he, said, he said, look, I'm going to give you water that you will not test again. The woman understood that one. Ah, the, you know, he said, <laughs> and we keep, she wasn't hearing water. She was hearing, I'm going to give you something that you will not test again. Are, are you getting what I'm talking about? So, you know, at that time, he had, What he was simply doing was speaking her language. He did not go to her and say, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. You would die. Did he do that? Did he do that? He did not do that. He did not do that. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what we are doing. That's why we are scaring them away. I will soon tell you about fishermen. That's why we are scaring them away. We are appearing as fishermen. So, everyone, concerning the Pharisees and the Sadducees, when he saw them, he told them, he said, woe unto you. He knew what to speak. He did not tell them that, you know, I'll give you what. No, 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 he didn't say all that. He knew the language to speak at every particular point in time. He knew when to say woe. He knew when to come up in a, in a different with a different language and speak to them. For us to be able to reach people now, we should be able to understand their language. Now, David came to the battleground and something interesting happened. When David appeared at the battleground, he had heard so much that look, and he told them, he said, I am going to kill this man. First Samuel chapter 17. He said, I am going to kill this man. I'm going to kill this man. I'm going to kill this man. I'm going to kill this man. Then Saul came around. Look at that, please. Let's see 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 chapter, uh, Samuel chapter 17. I'll just read that and you know, I'll round off. Where he was talking about um, um, his conquest. The things that he had done before then. How he killed a lion and he killed a bear. Are you there? Are you there? Verse what? Read it, read it, read it if you are there. No, where he said he was going to, he was, he had killed a lion and a bear. I want that particular part. Verse 34. Now look at what he said unto Saul. Your servant kept his father's sheep. Listen. And there came a lion and a bear. What did I do to it? Collected a lamb out of the flock. Yeah. I went out after them. I smote him and delivered it out of his. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. 
Good. Continue. Uh huh. And the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them. Read the next verse. Look at what Saul said. Continue. Mm. Okay, okay. Now, look at this. Let, let me just explain that and we'll run. Sit down. See, David said something. He said, I have, I killed a lion and a bear. I smote them, right? What was the response of Saul? Saul said, the Lord go with you. And he did something. What did he do? He gave him an armor. Why did God, why did Saul give him an armor? No, he didn't have doubt. What? That is that the normal thing you used to fight is armor. You cannot go to a battle at that time without an armor. You get it. For you to be qualified for battle, you, don't, you can't go without an armor. I want to tell you certain things. For you to qualify for battle, you, you must be ordained. You must have gone to Bible college. Somebody is hearing what I'm saying. So when, when he said, okay, you must go. For you to go, Lord go with you. But immediately arrange an ordination. Fast, quickly, there must be, we must anoint him. Let's, let's just do something. Let us, you get it. Let's put him, let's cover you with the normal. Because you can't go. It's, it's a prerequisite for battle. So he said, for you to go, okay, let us just cover. And they put things upon him. The question I will ask you this morning is this, or this evening is this. When Saul defeated the lion and the bear, did he have an armor? Uh, sorry, when David had uh, defeated the lion and the bear, did he have an armor with him? Did he go with anything? No, he did not go with all the things that Saul put upon him. But this time now, because he wants to be a pastor, you must put on suits. Are you getting it? If, let's, let's arrange this suit. Ah. You cannot preach without a suit. So they covered him and all that. And Arash said, oh, he became a pastor. When they saw him, he said, bless you. Do you get it? Because if you come as murdered and murdered, street people, what happens? You are not qualified for ministry. All those ones now, you hear people for streets. Do you get it? So for you to become a man of God, they have to arrange you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because the only way you can reach out is by becoming a fisher of man. So, what they do is that as soon as you want to get into ministry, they must make you a fisher of man. They must make you a fisherman. Do you get it? 
So you have to arrange yourself. But they don't know that a fisherman, just imagine, okay, you are a banker. Eh? You are a banker. But you want to go into a ministry. So they make you a fisherman. After making you a fisherman, they introduce you to banks. Can you, can you minister to them? Can you minister to them? They have disqualified you. You get it. I said the problem we are having is that we are making everybody a fisher of man. So immediately Saul put things upon him. You must conform. You must become like. You must become like. If your hair is, 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 is um, afro or whatever, they, they must shave it. Are you getting it? There's no problem with all that. If you want to shave your hair, shave your hair. But that is not the matter. If you are a woman, they must bring scarf. You must cover your hair. If not, they must take your trousers away from you. If not, do you understand what I'm saying? They must, you must appear like a sister. If not, and when we finish that, we take the trousers away. We take, you know, all that and we arrange you. Bam! You have become a fisherman. Is somebody following me? And they now release you as a fisherman. As you go as a fisherman, you are speaking the language. They don't understand you. They don't know what you are saying. We are making ourselves fishers of men. We are making ourselves fishers of men so we can't reach them. Is somebody understanding this message? We are making ourselves fishers of men so we can't reach them. We disqualify ourselves from affecting them. You can't touch them. You can't. You can't. You can't. So David said, no, I have not proven this weapon. So David removed it. And took what he was used to. What was he used to? Street boy. When we were much younger, people where they shoot catapults, eh? <laughs> you know, do they, are they responsible people? All those catapult shooters that they put them for back of pockets. My younger brother used to do that a lot. You know, swear I say, you know, they shoot catapult. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> are you guys in there? You know, and all that. So, you know, the street guys with catapults, they will shoot. This guy used to use one catapult to kill two, uh, what's it called? That one that you did. No, not only one that you did, tell them. Okay, stone, you see. <laughs> it's not even, he used one stone to kill what? So, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> he had matured in the act. Bros. Now, so David was, see, David, eh, David Nakreso, he's not, eh, he's not an organized person. That is why when his father, when they wanted to anoint king, his father refused to show, they should, this one cannot, oh, oh, are you hearing what I'm saying? This one cannot. His father disqualified him because my catapult boy. There was, when they counted from one to the end, he did not qualify. I don't know who has disqualified you here. I don't know who has told you that this one, you, you don't, you, you, are, you are not, you are not. I, I don't know who disqualified you, but your, your result will shock them. So, even when he came to battleground, they said, never, you cannot bring this, your catapult into the battleground. The 
that Saul did was to remove that catapult from him. And remove the stick from him. He didn't know that there's an anointing with that, that, that street weapon. There's an anointing with that, way, that thing that you are calling that, uh, you know, the guy. There's an anointing there. It's a language of the streets. It's a language they understand. So when they put coat upon him, he said, David said, this won't work. He dropped it and put back. Carried his catapult. And carried his, his staff. By the time he appeared, nobody, I mean, you would see one of them dressed as a warrior. And the other, how was he? There was no, there was no way you could give him any chance. But I said, street men are coming with anointing. I said, you are coming with an anointing. There is a new order. One thing that we must destroy from now is that we are fishermen. We are not fishermen. I'm not, I'm not a fisher. You know, there's a program we used to have, you know, back then they would, they would say, uh, let's go and fishing. Let's go and fish. You know, I'm not, how can I go and fish? Am I a fisherman? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm not a fisherman. Fishing is not evangelism. Going and fishing is for fishermen. They have their own evangelism. I have my own kind of evangelism. You have your own. It's time to bring your uniqueness into the table. Bring that thing that you have like, you know, you know, and all that. It is not wrong. Bring it out. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's, bring it out. We want to use it now. And by the grace of God, we are coming as non-conformists. You know who a non-conformist is? You are not, it's not patterned. It's not patterned. But it's coming with an anointing. We are going to make things happen. Is somebody hearing me? We are going to make things happen. We are going to make things happen in our own way. They will ask you, who ordained you? You tell them. Now God. Which church pour oil on you? But you're healing the sick. You're raising the dead. You're casting out demons. Oh, 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 oh. Jesus Christ, when they went to Jesus, let me, let me round off now. When, they, when John the Baptist sent them to Jesus and asked, say, are you the one that is to come? You know why? Because Jesus Christ made a sin. No. <laughs> you get it. He was confused. They expected one pastor. So they, they now said, this guy, you know, be bishop, you know, look like bishop. I'm going to go confirm. So they went and like, tell us, are you the one that is to come or should we expect another? What did Jesus Christ say? He said, go and tell them that what? The blind are seen. The lame they are walking. The deaf they hear. You get it? So, you see, results versus but you see, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, when you see them, they will have long guns. Peace be on to you. Peace. You understand? They don't even know, they don't want to step on the ground so much because they are Peace be on to you. You understand? When they are coming, everybody, they had a long cap. They had long beds. They were just, peace be on to you. Peace be on to you. But Jesus Christ, 
was not the regular, in fact, he was the son of a carpenter, but he was getting things done. Look, we are going to the streets. We will harvest them from the streets. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We would harvest them from the street. The only thing we'll do is that we'll give them Jesus. We might not cut their hair because they are hair. We, we, we don't care. If they decide one day to cut their hair, no problem. We will not talk about their dreadlocks. It's not our problem. Are you getting what I'm saying? We will give them the Holy Ghost. They are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Tongue speaking. And even with their dreadlocks, with their dread. Are you getting it? This sick will be healed. The lame will be walking. So when, when people like, ah, but this guy has dreadlocks, what are we going to tell them? We'll tell them the sick, they are healed. The lame, they walk. So which one are you talking? Are you talking dreadlocks or you are talking results? Rise up on your feet, let us pray. You have been trying to be fishers of men. You know, the, it, it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. And so today, as we open this place, we are coming with a new order. 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 Lift up your hands and bless the name of the Lord. Lift up your hands and bless the name of the Lord. I don't know who you are. Peter was a fisherman. I am not a fisherman. And I will not try to be a fisherman. I will not try to put on the armor of Saul. I will not try to put on the armor of Saul. It does not fit me. It's not, it's not, it's not in me. It's not working. My personal armor I am using. My armor might be a sling. My armor might be five stones. But I tell you something. I'm going out with my armor and I'm reaching mightily by the power of the living God. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise and all the glory. We worship you. We adore you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Thank you for who? Thank you, mighty God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you. Today we have come in the power of the Spirit. We have come by your anointing. We have come by your Spirit. And we say there will be a mighty harvest in this place in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. As we anoint this place, it will be a place of power. It will be a place of fear of the Lord. It will be a place of salvation. It will be a place of miracles. It will be a place of change in the name of Jesus. Great things will happen here. The Spirit of the Lord shall be exalted in this place. Men will come to the knowledge of, this, of salvation. You would announce this place by yourself in the name of Jesus. Every day, every week, souls will rush to the kingdom in this place in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty Father. Thank you, glorious God. We anoint this place in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed.